Welcome to Pocket Fiction by Steve Cook. Walk for You, a standalone short story. What are those things on your legs? I looked at the curly-haired girl that had wandered up to my table. What? The little girl, surely no older than three, pointed with one brown-smeared finger at my troads, little parcels of ceramic and electronics that seamlessly bonded with my skin. Those! What are they? Walk for you, kid. Where's your parents? The girl wiped her hand down her dungarees, leaving smears of what I hoped was chocolate. Over at the table eating lunch. They said I could play. You're a walkie. Yep. I rattled my newspaper, hoping she'd get the hint. Huh. Mum says that only rich people can be walkies, and only poor people can be walkers. And we're not either, so we don't use it. She paused and thrust her hands into her pockets. My name is Cherry. What's yours? I stared at her. If I tell you, will you go away? She nodded solemnly, and I leaned closer. Clint. Okay. She nodded again. That's a nice name. Kid, go... My phone vibrated on the table, cutting me off. Ignoring her, I tapped the notification on the screen, and the Walk For You app flashed into life. One new walker available, it said. Perfect. I gulped down the last of my coffee, left the newspaper on the table, and got up. The office, I whispered into the phone, and almost immediately I was walking away from the table, out of the cafe and onto the pavement outside. Somewhere, in an air-conditioned room, some walker, maybe a fitness freak or maybe a student, or someone trying to stave off homelessness, was walking on a treadmill. The impulses sent from them into my legs weren't uncomfortable, and it was one of the fastest-growing cliques. My legs took me down the street and right at the traffic lights as I checked my email. Nothing new. A couple of turns on whatever new game I happened to be playing at the moment, a collaborative, never-ending word search right now, and then we were into the park. This bit of the journey, I always liked to put my phone away. The trees were just blossoming, delicate petals tumbling in the wind and drifting against bins and benches. Looking around, it was easy to spot those that weren't taking advantage of the view. They all had the same awkward balance, one that suggested the lower half of their body wasn't connected to the upper half at all. I turned right, my body seamlessly weaving through the crowd. Because most people were in the system, the implants talked to each other. No one walked into anyone else. Hey, Clint. I looked round. Aisha, got a quick one this morning? She was powering along behind me, her walker obviously doing double time, and her face was flushed. Been feeling a bit sedate recently, she gasped out as she passed me. Ordered a jogger. It's all good exercise. Yeah. See you at work, okay? Don't forget the meeting at ten, she shouted, and then she was gone. I watched her go, wishing that I could talk with her about something other than work. Maybe she'd be interested in catching a movie, or a drink. But then she probably booked a walker to get her home every day at the same time. And then I realised, we had something in common already. We were both walkies. Maybe I was going about this the wrong way. I snatched my phone out of my pocket and found the speed setting. Stroll. Not good enough. 
I tapped it a couple of times, up to brisk walk, and immediately my pace increased. Slowly, surely, I began to weave my way towards Aisha. I hadn't gone ten paces before I felt a light sweat pop on my forehead. My suit began to cling to me awkwardly, but I could see Aisha's blonde ponytail in the crowd ahead, getting fractionally closer with every step. She was dressed for the exercise, of course, t-shirt and leggings, a bag over her shoulder. I could see that I wasn't going to catch her before she left the park. I upped the speed a little more into jog and instantly regretted it. Suddenly, I was being jerked across the path out of the way of mothers with pushchairs and tourists with oversized bags. As I closed on Aisha, I looked down at my phone, trying frantically to turn the speed down. I jabbed at the screen and felt a lurch as I sped up again. The phone shook out of my grasp and fell to the tarmac with a terrifying crack. Aisha! I shouted as I burst past her. I dropped my phone! But then she was gone, lost to the incredible pace at which I was suddenly moving. I tried to twist round, only succeeding in wrenching my neck and back as my legs carried me away. My breath wheezed in my throat, sharp and too fast, and I closed my eyes as my Gucci loafers pounded away beneath me. Who the hell was my walker today? Usain Bolt? Then I felt a lean to the right, away from the office. Panic clutched at me, tightening my chest. Oh God, I shouted, scattering startled children and a small flock of pigeons. As I started to go around the circular path at the centre of the park, I realised I was heading back towards where I'd seen Aisha, and a dim hope blossomed in me. My phone would be there. All I needed to do was fall over at the right point, recover my phone, and disconnect the app. Black spots were beginning to dance at the edges of my vision as I came back around the corner, and I blinked furiously to clear them. Where was it? My heart thudded, fast and so heavy at the same time. Where was it? Have you seen a phone? I shouted, my words lost in the slipstream. Still diving crazily from left to right, I saw a glint of silver among the forest of legs and bared my teeth in a savage grin. With effort, I angled my headlong rush in that direction, ready to throw myself down and take the pain. A little hand picked up the phone. It was attached to a child, curly ginger hair, dungarees with brown streaks on them. Mummy, look! She began hitting it with the flat of her hand. My legs jerked in response and, impossibly, the speed increased again. In a movement that felt like it tore muscles in both legs, I skidded sideways and set off straight across the grass towards the road. As I saw the busy intersection coming up ahead of me, I realised, with something approaching relief, that I was going to pass out. A sharp pain spiked in my chest, and there was a strange dullness in my arms as my feet touched the pavement, and two strides later, blackness rose up to enfold me as horns blend. Jean collapsed against the treadmill. Jesus, she muttered, the stuff I do for this job. Bright letters were flashing on the status screen. Session ended. Walkie disconnected. The sweat on her arms and legs were already turning into discomfort as she yanked her phone out of the dock and clocked out. With a sigh, she headed for the showers. At least today, she'd gotten her exercise. <laughs>